Hello and welcome once again to Tukul Story. I am Janaki Bruleen and Tukul Story is the podcast where I share with you my experiences from Sierra Leone, West Africa. My husband Pear and I were recruited in 2009 by the UK-based charity The Cambia Appeal. More information about The Cambia Appeal can be found at www.cambia.org.uk. In this first series of Tukul Story, I have been reading for you a selection of the original letters I wrote from Sierra Leone to my mother in New Delhi. Some of the names of the people I worked with and the patients I treated have been changed. Cambia, Saturday, 7th of February, 2009. So much has been happening this week. A consultant obstetrician, David from England, has joined us for two weeks. On his second night here, we were called into the hospital late in the evening to attend to an emergency. A woman in labour was having difficulty delivering. Earlier in the day, David had brought out, cleaned and repaired the hospital's old and disused vacuum delivery set. It is a simple form of what we call a ventouse back home. A rubber vacuum cup is attached via a long rubber tube to a glass jar about half full with water. This in turn is connected to a bicycle pump. David now helped the woman deliver her baby by attaching the cup gently to the baby's head while Pear pumped the bicycle pump. This created a gentle suction pressure and helped the baby out. Two days ago, when we were attending on our own to another difficult delivery, Pear tried the vacuum pump method, having learned from David last week, and delivered a healthy baby. So we are learning every day. Still, too many patients die. The young woman who I was treating for typhoid died with no family around to arrange her funeral. The hospital cleaner, Pasheka, helped to bury her in a patch of barren land known as a cemetery behind the hospital. The so-called cemetery is overgrown with weed. Not a single tree exists to give any shade and flowers are non-existent. It was the middle of the day when we buried her and the sun was scorching. An Italian missionary priest, Father Paul, from the local church had heard about her death and came to the funeral. Father Paul said a few prayers, then Parsheka said an Islamic prayer and the funeral was over. It is even more saddening when young children are brought in very sick and it is too late to help them. A fifth of children born in Sierra Leone die before they turn five. It is strange when newborn babies die. It is so common here that women do not even seem to grieve so much. It is as if they take it as a normal part of life. We are slowly making friends. There is a community health officer at the hospital called Muhammad. He has been working for many years and is as good as any doctor. He is also keen to learn from us. In return, he advises us about local culture and customs 
so we can at least begin to understand our patients better. One day last week, a woman was selling fabric outside the hospital gates. I bought a piece of blue printed fabric from her. The local tailor has made me a lovely, simple A-line dress. It cost me £5 in all. The paediatrics nurses are keen to plait my hair next week. Then I look like a real African lady. We are both keeping healthy and well. We sleep under a mosquito net and take our malaria pills every week. I had a bout of diarrhoea last week, but it quickly got better. In the evenings, we often take long walks along the river. We have discovered a lovely secluded spot with clean, fast-running water. Yesterday, Pear and I defied the parasites and had a swim. The waters were warm and it was great fun. Not quite as refreshing as a dip in the Ganga at Rishikesh, though. This week, we have had no running water because the water truck is broken. So water has to be carried from the well in buckets. It was nice to have a wash with copious amounts of water in the river. We are realising that simple daily necessities like soap, flour, cheese and toilet roll etc. are quite expensive. The same price as one would pay in England. No wonder so many people are malnourished. We are needing to spend more than we expected, but at least we are eating enough, although not eating a wide variety. Our monthly allowance comes in next week. Now that we are better settled, it will be easier to budget for next month. Around the 24th of February, Jonathan, the Cambia Appeals logistician, is returning to London via Freetown. We are planning to accompany him to Freetown and spend two or three days relaxing at the beach. The only post office in Sierra Leone, we're told, is in Freetown, so I will send you another aerogram from there. Since the civil war that wrecked this country, there has been no regular postal service in Cambia. However, there is still an old brick building which says Post Office on it in big letters. The building is abandoned. People say that before the war there was even running water and electricity in the district. Walking around, one can see many beautiful old buildings which were burned and partly destroyed during the war. The rainy season will start in May. After the rains, I hope there will be more fresh vegetable available. There are lots of mango trees about the place, but the mangoes are still small and green. I cannot wait for them to ripen. If you are thinking about visiting, then you can bring us sweets, milk burfi, chocolate and crisps for pear. The cereal bars we bought from Tesco's were great. They had dried fruit and even yoghurt in them. If you want to come in April, that would be the best month, just before the rains begin. You will have to be prepared for a very bumpy four-hour ride to Cambia and then basic living. There is not much entertainment in Cambia itself, but if you do visit, we could take our time to go and visit the national park or the beaches. You must bring with you malaria tablets, larium or malarone, to make sure you stay healthy. Even though the hospital work keeps us mentally busy, it is not physically tiring. In our free time, we go for long walks or cycle rides, and I have had lots of time to read for pleasure. I have already read three novels, more than I usually read in a whole year. At the moment, I am reading A Thousand Splendid Sons, which is set in Afghanistan. It is sometimes harrowing, but really interesting, and also a welcome distraction away from Africa. Every other Sunday, we try and go to church. The Catholic Church is funded by Italian missionaries, 
and there is a young Italian priest called Father Paul, who attended the funeral I told you about earlier. He invited us one day after the service, and served us fridge-cold water. I have been wondering whether his cook makes pizza. Maybe he will invite us for dinner one night. He also drives the smartest-looking car and motorbike in town, so the Pope must be rich. Anyway, jokes aside, he is a good man and has been in Sierra Leone for many years. The church also helps to pay for some of the poorest patients at the hospital, and Father Paul comes to visit some of our dying patients. Yesterday we watched What Women Want on DVD. The boys, Per and Jonathan, hated it, but they all laughed anyway. It was perfect to watch a silly film to relax after a day at work. Did I tell you that a little while ago Maud, Jonathan and I went to the local school disco? It was an open-air disco and lots of rhythmic African music and some bored-looking school teachers were on monitoring duty. It was harmless fun. And just like any teenage disco party. But I felt old. Efty has promised he will take us for a boat ride one day. He was taking us last week, but we missed it, because the woman decided to deliver her baby just at the time we had arranged with the boatman. One of the ladies who lives in a hut outside our gate gave us some carrots last weekend. They were a bit soft, so I peeled them and made a cumin carrot stir-fry with poppadums and rotis last Sunday. It took me two hours, because we have only a small open wood fire to do all our cooking on. The rotis were not bad, we had no rolling pin, so I improvised with an empty glass bottle. But I will try and make better ones next time. Did I tell you that someone from one of the villages gave Jonathan a goat for his birthday? He is saving it until February the 15th, when he is planning to throw a leaving party. The others have named the goat Kebab, and it loves eating orange peel. They let it roam freely on the compound so that it will build some muscles. I only find it annoying because it wanders into the house and poos in the bedrooms. Outside in the compound we have a tukul. The tukul is a round, thatched canopy held up by a circle of bamboo poles. Under the canopy, on a raised round platform, are placed two cane sofas and a coffee table. It is here that we spend most of our free time eating, drinking, chatting and playing games. I bought a lappa from the fabric lady one day and it makes for a nice tablecloth on the otherwise boring coffee table. The same day I decided to make the tukul more homely. I cut a bunch of pink bougainvillea flowers from one of the large bushes in the compound and placed them in a vase. This I placed on the blue tablecloth covered coffee table and it all looked very homely. In the afternoon I came back to find the goat standing on the coffee table, chewing my flowers. Silly goat. I cannot wait until it is eaten. In a little fenced area we also have two or three chickens. There is in addition a dog called Isatu and a puppy called Winston who live here, so it is almost like a zoo. I wonder how things are at your farm. It is nice to read your emails from time to time. Jonathan prints them for me whenever he has access to the internet at the hospital. We have some sort of satellite connection here at the base which has not been working. When it does, I will send you the odd email. Later this month, two more doctors are arriving from the UK for a short visit. I will send another letter back with them 
to post to you from England. However, if I keep writing long letters like this to you, you will soon get bored. I have forgotten about all our worries in England. Life here is so different and challenging that our minds are occupied. I am really happy we came here. With lots of love from both of us. Janu